0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, my guest today is Brenda Barista. No, not Barista, (laughs) Batista. Although I I do like coffee, so that (laughs) was (laughs) okay. I'm looking at my coffee as I'm saying that, right?
1: People who know me well would be like, Yeah, that should be her name she drinks so much
0: coffee. <laughs> no, how do you get through a day without a good cup of coffee, right? Especially right. in business today. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about today, and uh, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is know yourself to lead yourself, which is very, very apropos. Uh, to know yourself to lead yourself is what leadership voice and how does it impact the results you get in life and your work and your relationship? relationships. She says, we understand how to take control of of our results by understanding our tendencies. How do we uh, act in situations or determine by which leadership voice is our primary way of showing up? She will share with us the aptitudes of each of the five leadership voices and how those influence our life results. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about here because as far as I'm concerned, if you don't know yourself, you really don't even know what business to be in in the first place and so much of everything we do in life is a relationship with self and it's that relationship with self that you're going to bring to every other aspect of your life but so many people jump into an idea or a passion without really knowing who they are and whether they do have the aptitudes for it welcome to the show love
1: well thank you I appreciate that and that's a great introduction because um, I wholeheartedly agree we do have to know that, and and then sometimes, when we're starting businesses and even in our jobs, we end up in a situation that we're we feel stuck. Yes. Why do I feel stuck? It's because I went with a skill set that may not be my passion, but I just I'm I'm better than most at it, and yeah. then we get stuck, and then how do we break through 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 to another level? And that's what I find that I struggle with the most, and that's why you have to know yourself to lead yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the leadership isn't just in business, you know, today can cross wide over into other genres as well. And that leadership of who you are is how you represent yourself um, in all aspects of your life. You're just wearing a different hat in business or in, in, in play or in love life or in anything else. It's just a different hat. But the intricate core of who you are should always be authentically you. And if you don't know who you are, what are you presenting?
1: Absolutely. And, and that and that creates our reality. And the way our perception of reality, we're like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like the result I'm getting. But you have to understand that the results that we get are, are coming from our tendencies. Mm-hmm. And they could be reactionary, or, or uh, sometimes learned, right? We learn these behaviors over time, because we feel in our business and our jobs it's the role we have to play in our relationships too it's the role we're playing so we learn how to to act a certain way yeah but then not necessarily look at the tendency that the result that, that gets like gosh why does that always happen to me a lot of people say that it's like I, I say this is the eor effect oh oh dear me right everything happens to me oh why um instead of asking a better question which is how is that happening because if we take, the how question and say, well, how's it happening? It's because this trigger caused me to do or act a certain way. And if I look back and be more analytical about it, kind of detach yourself from the emotion of it for a second. I do this all the time. Hmm. Perhaps I want to change that. And it's not because it's a bad thing. It's, It's just like, I don't like the result that I get from being or acting this way so how do we switch that you have to understand that that's um it's an infinite loop mm-hmm. and and it, and it emanates from us then out, outwards because if we try to influence or or impact and lead with other folks if we're not sure how what it's like to be on the other side of us then then it's hard to to lead somebody or influence them and really to understand what what their um, leadership voice might be so you understand the interaction because we, we all have the the, the the nemesis and I don't mean the person that we always fight with, but there's a type that, boy, it gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why is it always getting under my skin? It's because they're, they're your opposite. Yeah. So yeah. the question is, how can I learn? What can I learn from them as my opposite that maybe I should incorporate and appreciate so that I listen to what they're saying, not as, a, as an attack on me. Yeah. my um, principles or anything but really they're, they're they're trying to be supportive and it's their way of doing that so how do i open my mind and open myself up to understanding that perspective yes uh, you
0: know um, I'm, I'm a true colors coach as well you know the four key personalities and if we kind of step out of our own key personality and look at somebody you know, well they've got that perspective they're seeing it from their point of view Instead of loading my point of view over on them, maybe I need to step back and kind of bring up that particular personality color and try and understand where they're coming from. Because if I understand where they're coming from, it could add a piece to my own puzzle and kind of make things more clarified or at least understand, I might not agree, but at least understand where they're coming from because we're so quick to judge and to condemn and and divide and Slice and quarter nowadays, it's really kind of quite ridiculous because we don't agree. But why don't we listen to the other side? Because it could open up some perspectives within ourselves to understand where they're coming from, points of view we haven't seen, that now we actually see it and understand it and go, oh, you've got a point.
1: Exactly. And that's why when I I speak to folks about the five different voices, um, there are voices that are quieter by nature. So while they may not disagree, well, let me put it this way: they may disagree, but they may not tell you, "Hey, I I disagree." You you are wrong, or get it in your face, and you are wrong. They're not going to be over, overtly aggressive. They're going to hold it kind of close to the vest and and not say anything, and and that's how we lose great ideas, and that's how we lose the the undercurrent of of congruency, mm-hmm. and and the group the, the name for it is, is a nurturer. And as the name implies, they're really concerned about what's happening. How is everybody doing? Is everybody okay? Oh my gosh, our company is doing a reorganization. Is everybody okay? What's the message behind this? Why are we, why are we, why are you doing it? And they're more focused on the other person or the teammates, making sure that they're all right, looking for that harmony. And that's the strength that they bring. Uh But, but when they don't have the opportunity to speak out and because they they won't necessarily naturally speak up, you have to call them up as I call, as I say, I don't say call them out, call them up. So they feel comfortable to speak. You have to create um, an environment where they feel comfortable doing that. And that is um, my goodness. It's like 43% of, of the, the workforce is that voice. And they really, and, and, and the other thing about them is they're present oriented. So what I mean by that is they're in the here and now Yeah. they love that other people have a vision for the future and that's fantastic, but they want to know how we're going to get from where we are to what you're, what you see. And are we all going to be okay on the journey? Right. Yes. That's what they're looking for. Yes. And then what they do kind of to them themselves is they limit them, their, their, or speaking up, they limit it because they think, gosh, nobody, nobody really wants to hear what I have to say. Yeah. They, they limit themselves. And when you think of that, know yourself to lead yourself, sometimes they don't recognize it. They're like, oh, just not, it's just not the right time, right? There's always a reason for not speaking up and, oh, well, nobody will really like that idea. Or they just don't feel confident in their own thought that actually in recognizing mm-hmm. that, that they are, the thermometer, if you will, of, of of most of the people. Most of the people are thinking the same thing they are. And if they would just speak up and say it and have the confidence to do it, but they're just they're, they're just a little shy. They're of Not necessarily shy people, but just shy to say it, shy to share it.
0: Well, you've always got somebody in the arena that's got that very dominating voice. Mm. And they, they can't match that voice or match that energy. So they kind of feel okay, I'll, 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 you know, sit in the background, or I'll let them speak. Um, you know, I've done a lot of business shows. And one of the beautiful things that I'm seeing is more that harmony coming into business, where business leaders are recognizing the more you take care of the people that work for you, and really treat them with respect, listen, learn, and let them build leadership within, you know, within your own company. Um they will take care of the clientele better. And that's where you see the profit instead of the profit at the expense of the people. And I feel that more of those harmonizers are the ones stepping up saying, look, we're happy to work for you, but treat us well. You want to take us over here to this vision? Treat us mm-hmm. well. So I think voices are coming up and we need their voices
1: to come up, don't we? Absolutely. And, and everything that you explained is, is why... I say communication and understanding the five voices is fundamental because the, that nurturer that I just described will never speak up or, or if you create an environment where we have a lot of the opposite end of that, the spectrum is the person who is the take charge person. It's a pioneer, that voice that they, they'll they always be the one speaking up. They will always tell you what they think. They always have a vision for the future. They are the go-getters and yeah. we reward them. In business, right? Because a year ago, get her, you get stuff done, go do it. And the hell, if I lose the rest of the team, because you're going to get it done. It's like, yeah, if they're not with me, they're against me, yeah. and I'm moving on. Yeah. And they literally take that approach. So what happens is because, and they're so um, powerful and they have so much confidence. So, as I just described, the nurture food has no confidence, almost none, very little. You have this other one whose dominance, like I know everything and, and they take pride in their competence and they're really bright people. Right. So it's not that they're just arrogant for the sake of being that way, but it does come off arrogant. Mm-hmm. But the, the other thing is, is that what, what, and they're strategic thinkers.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're
1: not tied to the, how are we going to get there? I just told you where we're going. Why aren't you there? Yeah. So the nurturer who, who's anchored back on this, well, we need to be comfortable on our way over there. Let's move together. You can see where that, that there, there really are nemesis voices. Like I can't, why are you asking me this question? I told you just go. And this person's like, okay. Um, but I have questions. So the pioneer is, is, is feeling this pull. Like you ju- you're just against me. You're not with me um, or, or because they, they're, they're, you know, they pride themselves on their intelligence. They'll say, Oh, you're just not, you just don't get it. Right. You're not smart enough to, to be in this. And, and, and sometimes when they are stressed, they will actually say that in public to that person. Mm-hmm. So imagine the poor nurturer who's already not feeling confident yeah. and you have that pioneer who said, who then I literally have watched as many times, unfortunately in in meetings how stupid are you? They'll say that. Yes. What kind of answer are you going to respond? Because if you say, that's right. um, like, what kind of idiot am I? Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> just presuming I'm an idiot and, or presuming I'm stupid. And that makes that person even Retarded. withdraw more. Yeah. Right? They're going to retreat more. You will never hear from them again. And that's the fact true. that that pioneer did that in public. Yes. Everybody else who's in the voices in between are like, hey, I'm not saying anything. Right. I, I don't want to be obliterated in front of everybody or have my competence called into question because now I'm starting to lose influence. Yes, yeah. Be, because if I'm incompetent, then why am I here? And they literally just said that to somebody. So, mm-mm, you zip, and then you lose, right? You lose everybody else. And so that pioneer voice, why we see them a lot in business it's only seven percent of the population, so so we're letting these these folks um, take charge and kind of run rampant. But, but they they don't understand that most of the people don't function at the, at the same in the same way. So when I work with folks like that, it's really about becoming a liberating leader.
0: Yes. In other words,
1: I they have no problem issuing challenges. Right, we have to get stuff done. They do have problems figuring out how to support somebody right the gentle yeah. i'll call it the gentle part like how do i how to support and nurture well i'm stuck in strategy they're stuck in present i have to help them create a bridge i have to communicate in a way that makes them feel comfortable And oh, by the way i actually have to speak last or not at all yeah and let them run the meetings, let them speak first, and, and, and get the ideas and the juice from that way, because I need them engaged.
0: You need them to feel like they're a leader in their own realm, right, in their own lives, or in their own in their own voice, because, you know, like, a buffet isn't a one dish or a one ingredient, right, and, and it doesn't matter how much, you know, oh, I see a buffet filled with this and filled with that, but you need other people to cook it, and put it out there and okay. if you're slice and dicing the chefs you know, you're know you not going to see it so it's the invitational isn't it and I think that's what makes a good leader I have this vision do you see this vision with me what do you see everybody put in an ingredient and if the ingredient doesn't work we'll need to take it out it doesn't fit with this dish but you've got to be invitational if you want people to feel they're a part of it uh,
1: well absolutely and 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 that's the, you know, the pioneer, why they have problems is because they don't invite the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now the voices in between, in between those two extremes, there's one called the creative. This one is a little bit more quiet also, but they're strategic thinker. And so I, I kind of call them the scout. So when they hear an idea, they 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 run, they're basically playing chess with the idea. They run it out and find every way it could fail and how we can be successful at the same time. So they're they're running these these patterns back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the rest of them, the why they're quiet because the rest of the meeting carries on while they're processing. Yeah. So you don't yeah. you don't hear anything because they're processing, processing, processing. Yeah. They're like, it'll work if we do X, Y, and Z. Right. Now the problem is when they've done that, and it can be done relatively quickly, the team has moved on. Yes. And they're on to another topic. And, and yeah. the person says something like, Dad what that doesn't make what are you talking about Mm -hmm. and because it's out of sync and then sometimes because they've run the future and back and forth and back and forth they've also run the story that goes with it so when they tell the story people like i don't know what that what that's crazy i don't know what you are talking about you're so disjointed or it's just missing parts and so they will stay quiet one because of processing but also because and that running back and forth, they ran the perfect play, right? They ran it back and forth. And it was perfection. And so when they say it, they're, they're expecting people to go, yes, yes. perfect. You solved everything. and because They did. They literally did in their mind. And when it comes out, people are like, huh, I don't know. I don't get it. But then to watch later on in the meeting, somebody say the exact same thing. At least you think they said the same thing. I just, I said that. Like, no, you didn't. No, oh, that's not what you No. I think It's,
0: it's <laughs> a great idea if somebody laid down the vision, mm-hmm. laid it down there and go, okay, this is where I want to be. This is why I see it this way. I want everyone to go away and think about it and then come back with their ideas. And I don't know if you know the, the book, The Seven Hats, everybody puts on a hat and that's the, you know, nobody else speaks. They do their presentation and it goes around and then allow everyone to speak, and then look at which ingredients will go, which will work, because I find that that is honoring the voice, honoring Mm -hmm. their own vision, because what you just talked about, somebody with the scenario, they're the green personality. That's what they do. They dissect, take it together, put it back together, and see which way is going to really hold on. And we need that because it's already very well building a rocket ship, but if you haven't got the right you know, <laughs> screws in there, you're not gonna go very far. I would love to see that more, instead of you know, the brainstormer up there, I see this, everybody get excited, put in and then slap everyone down, or not allow everyone to go through their own process at their own time. Do you <laughs> think that would work better nowadays?
1: I do, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I, I do. And that's when I that's one of the techniques. It's very it's a very simple technique that I yeah. recommend to teams to do is that you find out your voice order. So you would do the assessment and, and you line the agenda up in the quietest to loudest, meaning that pioneer has to be quiet yes. until the end of the meeting. And we start with the nurturers, then we go creatives are next. And then we go guardians. And this is the person in the middle who. They're a great steward of resources, so, and they ask a lot of questions. They're present-based also, so they want to know the details of and how many people is it going to take. I, I call this the person that you can't surprise them with a gift to go on vacation someplace fancy, because right. they want to know, every what should I pack? How long are we going to be gone? Are we taking a plane? Are we take they need all that. That's so the whole personality, yeah, the right. order, right, order. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And they're great project managers because you get yes. checklist for checklist for checklist and everything is done. And it's, it's wonderful from the detail perspective, but they have the detail and they need that. So they need that comfort level. So the, those people will be next because you're going to ask questions. and are right. ask questions about your strategy and your ideas. You get to balance that out. You have to encourage those questions because it sounds like a great idea. How could it go wrong? Or how can we make it happen? You get ask both sides of that. And then there's the next the next uh, loudest voice I didn't talk about yet, but it, the um, connector. This is your evangelist. They love to tell people about ideas and things that are happening. They will go to tell before the meeting even starts. If they're excited about something, they will go tell people. Oh, my like, gosh, you guys, we're going to do this. It's going to be so exciting. And it's great to have them. And, and they always, they're great connector of resources. So they always know somebody who you knows somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you, you need that? Oh, I know. Oh, I know Sarah and, and oh, she can help you there. And if she can't, I know, you know, I know Rob, he can help you. They just know, they always have like this Rolodex of of richness, Um, but they're not into the details, but they know how to connect resources. So, but that's the lineup is how you, how I rotate and suggest people rotate through a meeting purposely Mm -hmm. nurturer, creative guardian, then a connector, and last, and, and certainly they won't be least <laughs> because they, their nature won't let them be, is that um, pioneer mm-hmm. that allows everybody the chance to speak yes. and it, it encourage them all. And then you get all the ideas and you get that richness mm-hmm. and you learn the tendencies of that other person. And that person knows their tendencies. They're like, oh, uh, the nurture, you'll hear this a lot. And maybe I shouldn't share this no, share it, just tell us, right? Yes. <laughs> because, it, because others are like, no, just tell us, please tell us. And you encourage each other, you create that safe space. Mm-hmm. And because only then, when we have transparent communications, do we feel that we're there for each other. Yeah, We have a better relationship. Because I know that you're not out to get me. You're not out to make a fool of me. You're actually here to help me. And then and, and sometimes your help may not be you know, articulated in a way that sounds very helpful. So I'm going to help you with your tone. You know, yeah. we agree on that. We agree that that's how we're going to function as the team. And it's, it's beautiful and, and, and wonderful when it happens.
0: Well, that's that's the leader creating the leaders, right? Everybody's had a voice, you know, and they now feel validated. You've heard me. Uh, we've taken what I've put forward. We've looked at it, how viable it is. At the end of it, this really brilliant idea that everybody's bought into now has actually kind of got the moving parts and everybody feels positive about it because they've all heard the pros and the cons, what's needed, what's not needed, which way to go. And they now feel they're actually a part of a project that they really can delve into. And now you're going to actually see productivity and those wheels turn very, very quickly because everybody's in
1: sync. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the reason I start with that communication And the transparency, because then you learn as a leader, how, how to be transparent because people are creative. You don't want them creating their own narrative around bad news. Right. Um, Because it can get very, very creative. (laughs) It's like, wait, that's not happening. Where'd you hear that? (laughs) And then it, it, and it takes time it sucks time away from our business when people yeah. start doing that because they create these spin cycles that you have to get in and, disrupt and stop. And it messes. there's no way to align because it's literally spinning in a circle when you need alignment. So you learn how to do, be transparent. People trust you because we're building relationships. So then we can get into the li- alignment of activity, knowing that what I'm working on is the thing I'm supposed to be working on, regardless of what my, my role is. Yeah. I know it's contributing to the greater good because I absolutely understand what we're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, and what my role, you know, the orchestra, right? Not yep. everybody has yes. to play the same instrument, but the person's written the piece, they've got it okay. hearing in their head, and they're giving it to each person's, you know, instrument and their interpretation of it, and then it's the guidance from there. But you know, I kind of think that this strategy we so need in hospitals. Because so often we see the strategists just looking at numbers and forgetting this people at the end of it. And then you have your huge percentage of nurturers who, who are the doctors and the nurses who want to heal people and see them go back, you know, out and enjoying their lives. Um, but no, no, it's about the patient. No, it's the bottom line. You know? and there is that, such a, a disconnect there, isn't there? And it's like, yes, of course, you need money in order to heal, to, to heal people, but if we heal people, they are they're more productive in their own work life, generating, you know, industry elsewhere. So, Goy, do you need to go into the hospitals? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, it's funny that you say that, because I've worked I've worked in healthcare and hospitals for 25 years, so that's my industry. Um, I, I, I love it for its quirkiness, because it is yeah. very quirky, and you've hit on many of that, or much of that, I should say. Um yes, because <clears throat> because of all, all the things that you you've said, and it's who drives the healthcare. Yeah. As patients and consumers, we want access. Mm-hmm. The difficulty, the way to create access is to create more points where I can get to it, but then I have to have nurses and doctors available. And how do I make them available? And that's that's why the administrative folks think they're doing a good job or doing a service by saying you have to be x x percent productive meaning six patients a day eight mm. patients a day whatever they there's a quota there usually and so the physician's like uh yeah i got 10 minutes gotta go you know, yeah. so it's like, what's your problem okay yeah, yeah. i'm only going to treat this this part right right not you as a yes. as a whole and yes. i think yes. that's where the disservice really happens um, because w- outside of working with teams, I do systems optimization. So what I try to tell people is, is what is your objective? You're going to either maximize or minimize something based on the constraints of the system. Healthcare has huge amounts of constraints. What is our ultimate goal? Because if you, if you maximize access, you're going to cause other things to not be efficient and that's where the business mind starts in wait. That it that sounds expensive inefficiency yeah. doesn't sound good and and it's like it's, some things shouldn't be efficient in order to support access
0: no it would have been the whole covid thing oh yeah I mean, that's from everybody for a kilter and then how many people who are who are waiting for surgery you know my sister has cancer uh, she mm-hmm. needs an operation she's on the waiting list and the more she does that, the more the cancer grows, right? Yes. And because COVID has just thrown the whole system completely out of whack. And now we also have exhausted teach, uh, not too, exhausted um, nurses and doctors. Many of yes. them will leave the business because they're burnt out. And mm-hmm. here in Canada and Alberta, I don't know what they're thinking. They decided to cut the nurses' salaries by 3%. It should be upping it with what they've been through, not cutting it. And so sometimes they just go, what are you thinking? It's clearly somebody's not thinking straight.
1: And, and it, it's back to what you said at the beginning of that was is a bottom line. Right? Yeah, somebody is, somebody is looking at how much money are we making? We're not making enough. We need to cut costs. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the largest cost in, in supplying healthcare is labor followed by our, our supplies, but labor and nurses are the vast majority of them. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so from that logic, quote unquote logic, I, you can see where they ended up at that spot. Yeah. I would
0: actually go after the pharmaceutical companies and say, reduce the costs of your drugs. Because I think that is probably the highest cost in there, the
1: actual drugs themselves. Yes, it can be, um, and there are certain, you know, drugs that are on on a hospital formulary that are more expensive than others, certainly, and um, that's part of it. <laughs> there are a lot of factors that go that go into it. Um, the the thing I think what we're looking at now is you look at other industries where the consumer kind of drives I want or I need and the companies revolve around the need or the want. Instead of, I, I have a physical property, here I am, hospital. You'll come to me because you're sick. You come, 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 you know? And it, there's, there's, hard, there's, I don't know if there are other industries that function that way, especially yeah. now. You want care where you are. You, yeah. you want, and yes, there are certain things you have to go to hospital for, because there, um, you can't do that at home. But we're we're jamming up the system with too many demands that could be siphoned off and handled in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And systems they, need to change, don't they? They they absolutely do. And payment needs to change. Yeah. Because that yeah. will that will drive that that will instantly change how the system responds. You change the way they get paid
0: they yes. will respond
1: and, and change their attitude, meaning their approach to providing the care.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put in a room, you know, the nurturer and the strategist, you know, at the same time, you know, do you think that they would actually be able to communicate? Or do you think And many times it's oil and water? If they were just in a room alone together, nobody else to kind of come back, you know, a referee.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think... The nurture. It has to be a group of nurturers, right? Power mm-hmm. and the people. Yes. To take on the the the, you know, the dominant voice because otherwise they will cower. Yeah. But with more, and in <laughs> I'm going to say protest fashion, but that not necessarily. Mm-hmm. But you know, power in yeah. numbers. Yes. Then we find our voice. And I think you, I think nowadays we see that with a lot of different, um, yeah. you know, things that are happening in the world is just it's like the, the single voice is too quiet, yeah. Unless it's an overly domineering voice, and then everybody heard, hears that. It's like, oh, can, how do we shut that off? You can't. No, so no. we need to put the power of people to, to you know, say no. Enough's enough. But what we do by that is we then create sides, you know, mm-hmm. yes. instead of that, that how do we back to the, the teams? And how do, how do we actually function as a team? We are a team. Yes. Human race, we are a team. <laughs> and we, how do we then get along better to, <clears throat> to, to actually function that way and get past many, many problems that, you know, that we have. Do you think that
0: there is, um, I mean, the, the ideal, of course, is having, you know, that everybody there and everybody going around the room and, and having their voice. That's the ideal, and that's where we really want people to get to so they truly are listening. But, you know, in, in it's not always feasible. It's not always uh, possible. Um, but, you know, are there various other voices, you know, that are good at uh, diluting or being the middleman or the translator, you know, the, the mm. harmonizer?
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the voices, that, well, first of all, we all have that foundational voice. So I described the five. We typically um, function in two primarily because that's the way we are. There's one that, that's, that's very strong for us, but then we learn to work in all five, depending on as we mature. So I, I would say our if we think back to our teenage self, we probably would have known if we had known <laughs> the concept of voices um, before what our prom- prominent one was. Because it, when we're immature, it really, it's very really strong. Yes. As we go through life experiences, like, well, that didn't work <laughs> so well. So we learn how to adjust immature with that and in flow and then as your orchestra example we learn to play different instruments play different concert concert instruments because we need a different voice at a different time and so we will we will play we'll play the roles back and forth but never reaching all five because Mm -hmm. there's always we always have that nemesis um voice that like yeah that one doesn't resonate with me um, but I, I would say for a team to be effective, you really need all five voices present. Yeah. So somebody said, does that mean you have to have five people? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, no, that you need the mixture that all five are present. Yes. For me, in, in my last corporate job, I was missing the connector. I had everybody, our functions are the other thing. Our business function was quality, which is very guardian. Is is, did we deliver right? What's the quality look like? It's it's a lot of questioning about what's happening in projects and programs. Are we doing a good job? Are we not doing a good job? What do we need? And, you know, all those little details that drive salespeople nuts because like, what? What's with you people? But that was our function, Mm -hmm. not our team dynamic totally. But we were missing though, the one voice of connectors. So why was that important? When um, push came to shove about, we need to cut costs. We're going to come to you guys because you're, a, you know, overhead in a um, this consulting firm. So but you're, you're overhead, you're not direct consultants. Well, I could flip, the you know, over half of my team to be consultants because they used to be. So I always kept the dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's like you, they have the skill set. I, I can flip them to be revenue generating if that's what you'd like to do. So never, as a leader, never letting myself kind of get cornered right into that but also having a team who understood that that might be a request because you have to be okay with the you might i might have to flip you into something else um and and they were fine but the question was well what value do you guys bring as quality to us if i'm a we weren't a startup company but it was the we we need to cut costs we think you yeah who are you going to let go Wait, wait wait what who am I going to let go? Oh, do we get to pick who you let go? So you can see in a toxic environment. Um, no, you don't get to pick. So let me ask you a question. Uh, let me ask you, what is your ultimate goal? If your ultimate goal is to like fire the entire department, you need to tell me now, just to be honest. If your goal is to reduce cost, costs, um, what's, the, what's the number? What you're looking for? Right, so I twist the question a little bit because I right. need to know if this is like personal. You want to get rid of us, right? Or are you looking for a dollar amount? Well, a dollar amount. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me come back to you because I know that we can take work that you're paying for to a third party, and we can do it, right? By knowing the skill set and saying yeah. we can pull that in. So why was that important with the connector? Not having a connector there's that question was asked. I didn't have an advocate. I didn't have that evangelist who was out saying, and they didn't have to be part of our team necessarily, but at least somebody who was advocating on our behalf, oh my God, this is what these guys do and they can do this this. Because this. Our, our menu, if you will, of services was very long. Our contribution, our value to the company was, was also broad and deep. Um, but without the evangelist there to remind people of that, mm-hmm. It, 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 it failed because I got asked that question.
0: Right, right. And that is very often, it's not about the answer, is it, it's about the question. You know, the That's answer right. stays up in limbo somewhere, waiting for the right question. And if you don't have that right question there, then it doesn't shift the perspective and
1: allow an opening to look at how to do things differently. Exactly, exactly. And and before that timing, since we had a change in leadership, we had a, we had a leader um, that was more um, liberating and challenging, kind of cited more to challenge than, than support. <laughs> but when it came to our group and what we did, he was completely supportive in advocating, telling others, no, this is why when they ask you a question, this is what we're going for, right? The the, the purpose. He he can he conveyed the purpose to others who were who were only in an authoritative mode, meaning right. you're not the boss of me, you're not my mom, you're not my yeah. dad. You know, <laughs> <things> he, <laughs> you He's can't not tell
0: not really me that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Across the arms. Ah, ah. Um, <laughs> but but he was an advocate and an endorser from that standpoint, but he also had the authority so that. You know, being, he served as an evangelist connector saying, you know, you guys, th- this is why, and it's important when he stepped down, we had a new lead, who was not that at all, who actually liked having people, frankly, kind of piss on each other when it came to what's your territory and what are you in charge of? Cause he thought that was healthy, that healthy competition mm-hmm. that, yeah. that he encouraged that. And, and he actually love that kind of gossip and behind the scene type of thing and I'll say the 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 need for significance himself even though he's already in charge by title he just liked to create that oh it's a need to know and you're on the outside he even labeled the different levels of teams this is team one right and and then there's team two it's like well there's actually a team 0.5 because I've seen but there's there's two people that you talk to all the time and then they leak things, even though you probably told them not to. Yes. So you see the bad dynamic, right. And, and the, the communication is not there and they're not the ones to be telling, but they love to start rumors. So you need to stop that. And he never got in front of that. He didn't even recognize it. I think he actually enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. It's a, a Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, there's two words that, I don't particularly like, and that is comparison and competitiveness. Leave the competitiveness for the sports, you know, for when you're actually playing games, but in the workforce, I don't think it is good because you've got some people who are got a hellishly competitive nature. And then you have others who don't, it's okay. I'll let them win, you know, because they just don't, they don't match it and comparison I think is deadly with anyone. Well, why aren't you like so-and-so why can't you do it like so-and-so? And I think that is a kiss of death. Because it immediately brings people down, makes them second guess themselves. They feel devalued and it, you know, this a downward spiral as far as I'm concerned.
1: I I agree. And I think it takes, I want to say it takes a strong person to not let that type of um, attack bring you down. Mm-hmm. Because when you say that, I, I remember actually, um, Kind of earlier in my career, maybe kind of a midpoint so far in the career where I was in in an evaluation, because the annual, you know, annual evaluation, which should not only be annual, they should have multiples and you should always know how you're doing. It shouldn't come down to the piece of paper getting called into the principal's office and saying, aha, this is what you've done wrong. But this was the style of this particular leader. And she was always so busy, you could never get time with her. However, for my evaluation, she's managed to find an hour and a half Mm -hmm. to spend, to tell me that I was not like the other people on her team. So back to your comparison. Oh, in what way? Well, you don't seem to be following the mold for, because she liked to, she liked to consider herself a mentor Mm -hmm. to groom people, to be executives. And you're just not fitting the mold, okay an hour and a half just on this one thing an hour and a half on this yes and then so she said well you know I I really have to go I said well I I, yeah I think (laughs) thank you and I I said literally thank you for spending so much time because this was fantastic and she said well what are your takeaways kind of you know Mm -hmm. I don't know trying to make me feel bad trying to make me feel little I'm not sure I said well here, we've spent a lot of time and I do appreciate it because you, you know, have a packed schedule, but I actually am feeling pretty good because in the hour and a half, you've mentioned just one thing you think is my weakness. So I think it's pretty darn good of all the things that I have, you know, under, under my purview and all the things you could have said, you've picked just one. Right. A <laughs> so, like a goat. <laughs> I know and she just looked at me and, and I do remember this there's a little bit of a flush come up like that's not you know like maybe she was mad because it was not the way you're supposed to react she's yeah okay She's a very level-headed person right so she's like okay well I, I I said I hear you I I hear what you're saying I appreciate what you said thank you and I did that, I will take it under consideration, right? Because, like, I don't want to be the exact same mold. Right. Back to comparison. Yes. That's not me. I am not those people you're grooming. Right. And oh, by the way, maybe it's a, a comment on your mentorship style, because if you can't groom me when I'm right. different.
0: Well, the other thing is why are you taking somebody who's already a beautiful shape and trying to remold them into something else? Yes. Right. You know, yes. I, I hate this word mold because that means that you're not the right shape. We need to whip you into shape to be the right mold. I would say <laughs> inspire, you know, a lead mentor, but mold? No, I mean, <laughs> I've got a quick story of my own. I did this huge workshop and it was going from one thing to the other. And it came back to this one woman who didn't like me. And it was whether I was going to work with them or not. and uh, And she said, well everybody in the department says that you're a born leader and that you should be running this and i go oh well that's very nice thank Mm -hmm. you and she goes Mm -hmm. however you don't have a piece of paper so you won't get employed
1: oh my goodness
0: (laughs) right and Mm -hmm. i said well here's the reason why i'm an entrepreneur because (laughs) i'm an entrepreneur i don't need the piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) and i always feel it's those people they've managed to get themselves robotically into a position that they now lord over other people and mm-hmm. they don't recognize what they've got instead it becomes that competitive or that comparison uh, or they just want to put someone down and i think we see this in industry after industry we see it in the school system and it's it's their own insecurity that's being passed on to other people and there are so many people that would be so right for the company or so right for that particular department, but that person's going to block it because they can.
1: Yes, very territorial. And, and this is what I what I say when I call significance. They they have created in their mind and they have this need, this this like huge need to be significant. Yes. And the way they create it is by creating that space as if they're the only one who knows how to do something, and that that something. May not be that special, and they kind of know that sometimes, right? They kind of know that well, if other people saw it, they'd be able to do it and they might be able to do it better. If they can do it better than me, now what? Yeah, and it comes back to a little bit of lack of self confidence yeah. because how do I translate the skill? I don't like translating skill. Oh my gosh, now I'm going to be judged because at this point i'm in charge so i get to pass judgment instead of being judged and it's like oh wait i came up to the ladder and reached this plateau i was judged all the way but i made it now i'm going to rest here because growth means i'm going to be judged again and they hold themselves back but they also push people away at the same time Yeah. yeah
0: And I think in in any industry, in any business, and we're seeing so many people kind of, you know, through this COVID pandemic, you know, pivot out to to becoming solopreneurs, um, you know, leaving the companies or the companies themselves have had to downsize or pivot in different directions. And so many people have been like, look, we can't carry on as we are. I'm going to pick you up and throw you over here and hope that you can swim. And, And, you know, in a lot of ways, the, You can do that to certain personality types because they get out there, they flash around for a moment. Oh, okay, yes, okay. My feet are keeping me afloat. All I need to do is, you know, move my arms. And other people, the sheer panic of it, glug, 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 right? So you've got to know who you're going to do that to and who are the people that need that stability because they're they're your foundationers. Um, And don't do that to them because they will drown. And it's your fault because you didn't know who they were.
1: Well, and that's part of the, why I said evaluation should be ongoing. Woo-hoo. It should yeah. be every opportunity that, oh, something went really, really well. Let people know that was yeah. fantastic. Um, I'm a fan of journaling too. It's like, you write it in your journal. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, <laughs> the show Doogie Howser from a long time ago, he would always end the show by typing Dear whatever, dear diary, today I blah, blah, blah. Now, given that he was, what, 16-year-old doctor, supposedly. (laughs) It was like, that makes sense. He would do that. I think people should do it all the time because you capture your wins. And you should also, if you have a team of people, you want to capture their wins also. you want to celebrate those? Yes. As well as capture things. Oh, that could be a tweak a little bit, but we'll talk about that later. Because I, I think we spend too much time on the, what, we, what we need to fix instead of celebrate what went really, really went well. It's like, ooh, that was really good. How do we repeat that?
0: Right. Yeah. 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 These ingredients were good. What other dish can we put them in? You know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and how can really we get really- other chefs using that? How can we get other, how can we yeah. share that? We have yeah. to document the recipe
0: mm-hmm. and we have
1: to share it because we need, this. this is going to be a hot item yeah, like you know, like yeah. it's going to sell like hotcakes, so we better get it out there. How do and we if do that?
0: somebody improves on it, we don't go, oh no, 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 you can't improve on it. You've got to stay with the original recipe. If they improve on it, great, fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what we want to do. We've said we've put out an ABC product, but if somebody can, you know, take it up to the DEF, then fantastic, right? As long as it's kind of shared and celebrated amongst everybody, fabulous. Because that's what we want. There's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. It doesn't mean something's bad, but if we can make it better, then why not?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it should. It Well, yes, because I, I heard somebody say recently, because if we're not growing, we're dying. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I guess that's true. And with business as well. I mean, if your business isn't growing, it's shrinking. Well,
0: I can tell you as old age, we continue growing physically. <laughs> We may as well match that intellectually into everything else that we do as well. Oh,
1: well, that's the case. Then we, we need the head to grow as well because yes. we need the knowledge to expand. Yes. Or else and I a little bit.
0: The wisdom, you know, like we have the knowledge, but I think an awful lot of people, I'm, I'm a huge and intuitive, you know, it is about the soul knows what to do with the knowledge. You know, it resonates mm-hmm. through the heart, I feel this, I know this is right, the spirit gets interaction and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And I feel there's too many people that are stuck from their neck up and they don't incorporate all the other wonderful instincts that are lying within them that will guide them to does it feel right? Just because you can do it, and this is where we're looking at accountants, on paper the numbers look good, but does it translate to everything else? And if they were, if they actually incorporated, you know, the heart, soul and spirit into it as well, then they would actually know the right knowledge um, because they would have the wisdom to understand it. So I think that very often it's, um, I always say to, to people, I've counseled them, the get get out of your head because your <laughs> head is always a treadmill. Oh, I, what about this? Or doubt of that? Or if I cut this or if I do that? And if you are incorporating, you know, the heart, the passion, the you know the reason why you're doing something, the the who you are, the drive of who you are into it. Then the clarity of the wisdom of the knowledge is so much clearer.
1: Yeah, that's very powerful. I I, I agree. I and, and and it ties to the passion and it ties to. It it means as the, as a business person or somebody in business, that you will do what's right. Mm-hmm not just something for money.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, as I said, I've been doing an awful lot of business shows and internationally, and it's just so wonderful to see that this is the scale of things now, where it's like, I invest in my people. My people represent my clients well, because they feel invested and they feel validated in. and We are a community. That looks after each other and therefore it takes care of the money because the money is going to come when you take when the client is happy and when the client is happy because it means the person who is serving the client is happy, the workforce is happy, and they're recognizing that this is actually so much more profitable than the demeaning and the demoralizing and the you know, the everything else that they've been doing in the past that really hasn't worked well.
1: Absolutely, and it's a consistency because
0: it's
1: it's holding true to your core values Mm -hmm. as a company. A lot of people say mission and vision is like, but those are just words if it doesn't have a feeling. And most people can't recite their mission and vision statements anyway. I just did it because I, this people tell me I'm supposed to do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right, but what's the meaning of it? Like meaning. I don't, heck if I know. I just yeah. have to put it on the website. <laughs> yeah. those are
0: just words. <laughs> They're not behind right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, everybody wants to feel they belong, and that means in work as well. We, you know, we've seen too many droids going to work, you know, clocking in, doing their work, clocking out, and taking that whole you know low life self-esteem home to everything else as well like there's just no no passion no feeling of integration no family feeling of belonging and they're empty people and that you know reflects in their own lives as well if you can make people in the workforce feel that they this is the home away from home you know, they're eight hours a day, or if they're working from home or whichever way they're working, but they're a part of something that the hours they're putting in that, the, you know, that um, they're counted, they're counted as people. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that translates them back into their own lives and makes for a much better society.
1: I absolutely agree. They um, Because you're happier and and you, you come home or in the case of, you know, working situations, now you turn your chair and you're yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, it, you, you're just happy um, versus taking the weight of the world home with you, yeah. being annoyed, um, being upset with the people who are happy to see you or your pets who are happy to see you, whatever, it, and just being angry at them. It, it's, it's not, first of all, how unfair to do that to the people you love the most right the people right. who support you who are there no matter what because if you have somebody to be angry at be angry at the people at work be be angry at, at the source not angry yes. at the surrounders. if that makes sense it's and then not,
0: it's sometimes the source is you because well yeah allowed this to happen you haven't stood up yes. and said I'm worth more than this so I want to be more than this. You've become complacent in your life.
1: Exactly. And back to the know yourself to lead yourself. It is an infinite loop. Yes. If you don't like the result, change the action. Exactly. You get a different result.
0: Different reality. But that that is people to a own up. I don't like the reaction. This isn't, you know, the boss's fault. This is fault. That's the three thinkers pointing back at you, mate. Right. You know, uh, what's, what are you going to do about it? If you don't like your job, you don't like your career, you don't like your being, where you're being treated, then that means you're being open to being treated that way. You haven't risen up, put a bit of vibration on yourself. What are you going to do to work on yourself and your own discontent so that your light can come through and people see that light and they want that light to be a part of their company and a part of people's lives?
1: Absolutely, because I always tell people every. Everything is a choice. Yes. Everything abstaining from a choice is a
0: choice.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's a choice. <laughs> not making a choice is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when it comes to feeling like you're stuck, mm-hmm. well, you're choosing to be stuck. So let's say, what makes you unstuck? What do you mean? What would you rather be doing? Anything but this. Okay. You need to get a little bit more specific. Yeah. Anything but this. So you've identified not this pretty sure it's not anything besides this because what i watch too many people do is repeat yeah i don't like this situation so i find a new one which oh by the way it just happens to be the exactly same thing you just left yeah it's just that it's new so it feels a little bit better for about 90 days and then all of a sudden it's like well ah, this is the same thing again back to your point oh what's the consistency between those two situations Hey. Mm-hmm. you are always with you so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to, to figure
0: it out <laughs> and I think it helps to understand who you are you know back to that right in the beginning what is your trait you know um are you the nurturer are you the analyst are you this or that in fact I actually love you to just go through the seven um you know points at the present moment so people can kind of look at that and go question am I you know which one do I relate to so if you wouldn't mind doing that
1: yeah. So the, it's um, with the, I'll go from, from quietest to the to loudest nurturers. These are people that are worried about, first of all, they're presently focused. So they're worried about what's happening here and now, not so much the strategy. Oh. They worry, and they, they want to know how, how other people feel. Oh, well. How do you feel about what's happening? They want to nurture you and they are for you. They will celebrate your wins before they celebrate it themselves. Mm-hmm. They are happy to, to, to um, say, oh my gosh, you did this, this, and this. Oh, that's so fantastic. Genuinely excited for you, but not as excited for their own wins. Right. And sometimes don't recognize their own contributions because they lack a little bit of confidence. That it's okay. I've got great ideas. I'll speak up. It's all right. It'll be fine. They need to recognize that they are the pulse of the population. They, they are the ones they know. They know the vibrations. They're fantastic for that. So nurture that's 43% of the population are, are that. So probably, and, and the other, the other kind of stat that goes with the 70% of women are that. Mm-hmm. So kind of,
0: I recognize that, no, <laughs> the screaming blue and true colors, like, blah, you've just described me.
1: <laughs> the next one on, on, on the, the getting a little bit louder is the creative. Now this is a person who's strategically focused. So they love thinking about all oh, the possibilities or hearing the idea. And they are, as I said before, the kind of your chess player or scout, if you will. They will run every play out to that idea and back to find all the risks and actually fill the gaps. So, yep, it's going to be risky here, here, and here. If we do this, this, and this, it, and they come back with, quote, unquote, the perfect solution. They're a little bit quieter because they're running that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that pl- play selection. The, the difficulty is, is when they say it, people don't understand it necessarily because right. one, has moved on, or two, that they have filled in the perfect world, and nobody else heard it. <laughs> so yeah. they have some sort of language that they just created about the situation that nobody else is getting. Yeah. And they'll feel frustrated because nobody understood what I just said. Um, and and they, they also have a tendency to focus on the things that didn't work well. Because in, in their mind, it was the perfect play. Mm-hmm. In actuality, it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And so they will focus on the 10% that's not perfect and hold themselves to a perfection level that, that is extremely high. And a little unfair. Now, the problem when, when teams work with them is because they have run every idea, it's very hard to impress them. It's very hard to come up with a new idea. Say, oh my gosh, look, 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 I got this new idea. What do you think? And they're like, not new. And so they're just like, they, they just give you a flat, <laughs> flat, and people yeah. are like, well, I can never, I can never um, get them excited. When they are triggered, though, meaning somebody upsets them in some sort of way, they will, uh, I guess I'll say this, like a weapon of choice So how they respond. Their reaction is to be like a sniper. Yeah. So they will let's pick off the, the, the person who, who, who has been quote unquote offensive, meaning that logic made absolutely no sense and they will rip you apart. But just the one, not everybody around them, right? So it's, but yeah. it, it can be done publicly. So that can be a bit of a problem back to the nurturer, the nurturer doesn't really have a weapon. They will just, just withhold, just hold everything in and and not, not share stuff. So that's kind of their, their thing of what happens when they're triggered. Um, it's about 11% of the population are creatives. So it's not a high population that are there. The next kind of right in the middle of the road are guardians. These are present oriented folks. They are fantastic project managers, but these are the people that need to plan every little detail, right? They, they, they have like a million questions to get anything done because they want to know how's this, how much is it gonna cost, how much time, what do I need to pack, you know, all, all the detail. But they're fantastic because they're trying to guard against wasting the resource, whether it's time, money, or whatever. They don't wanna waste it. They want They wanna really help things move forward. But they want to know how, so they like hearing the vision, but they want all, they want all the details in between, right? So they're, at, but they also because they're that middle voice, they don't have to, they don't have a problem telling you, right? Or asking their questions, but they could come off as being overly critical mm-hmm. because they have so many questions, and the people oh here they go again, yeah you're going to tell us all the reasons why we shouldn't, <laughs> so that's what it feels like, yeah. Um, and Sorry, then the it's name a, of
0: that again, what the name of them again? Guardian.
1: It's a guardian. Uh, mm-hmm. So the guardian of, of your resources. And that's about oh gosh, like a 23% to 34% of the population. Ooh. So between you, you know, you, there's a there's a great deal there setting in the present with them and the, the um the nurturers, why that's important is the rest of them are strategic in their thought process and strategic in their think and their their talk. So when you communicate, you have to remember, I've got to anchor to the present. So I had a great idea, but what does this mean for today? Because you're gonna freak out 70% of the population and be like, wait, what? That sounds scary or that sounds like a waste of time or or whatever. Next up, connectors the connector you typically see these folks as in sales often because they they know somebody who knows somebody they can always get you a resource mm-hmm. their rolodex goes on and on forever they are the happy puppy dog of, of like the whole group they love people they love sharing ideas and they they just every everything about that is is exciting to them Mm-hmm. Now, when they have ideas, they, they want you to acknowledge that their idea was as exciting as they sound excited. Right. If you don't, or if you ask them a question, they take it personally, like, yeah. oh, you don't like me. Oh, no, I didn't say that. Um, the other thing is when they tell you you are a friend, <laughs> this is my example, they could, they could literally have met you five minutes ago and they will introduce you as their friend. Right. And they mean it. It's they, they, genuine from their heart. To you Even to now. your heart. They we are friends because we said hello. Yeah. And others are like, I know nothing about you. How could you possibly <laughs> introduce me as your friend? I don't know you. Uh, but, but that's their that's the thing. And that's how they create the creation the, the relationship. How they become connectors, right? Everybody's a friend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Even if it's 20 years ago, they will pick up where right. they left off with you and think everything is great. It's like we spoke 20 seconds ago. Yeah. so that's their style and that's you know that's how they they love to do that but they're not on details Mm -hmm. the details not their thing and then also because they like the harmony because you asked the question about who harmonizes the voices usually it's them what they have a tendency to do is they find they find the right message that they need to give each voice to get each voice to say yes so while that's great when the other voices talk to each other, it's like, "Hey, did, did, so let's see your, you know, a, a connector. Did Sarah just? What did she tell you about this?" And then I hear something different from somebody else. Is she is she trying to pull one over on us? So you create a doubt because in the time you're just getting people to yes, you're getting them to agreement. But when we talk to each other, like, wait a minute, that's not not. We don't have the same story. Something's up. So it right, kind of creates right. that doubt a little bit. And that's what the thing the connector has to be very careful about is and aware that that can happen sometimes and then it'll create a distrust. And then also because of the happy dog, you know, the happy puppy dog, right? Not everybody, it wants to be licked on the face, right? <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> hang on. I don't know you that well. Just stay off, stay off of me for a moment. And then last, definitely not least, is the pioneer. And the the pioneer is only seven percent of the population, but this is a person you, you don't they, they don't lack in confidence. They have complete confidence in their own abilities and competence. They're the go getters. They get stuff done. They're strategic thinkers. Nothing stops them. Can't is not in the vocabulary. Don't is not in the vocabulary, um, and so they don't they don't need any. They, they're they're basically on autopilot. They just mm-hmm. go which is fantastic about them. On, on the opposite side though, is because they're so confident and competent, when somebody asks them a question, uh, they take it as not a personal attack, but an attack on their competence. And, oh, you're trying to say, I'm not smart? Right. Well, wow. so and that in that, and the questions they bother them because because of that so they and they don't necessarily want to hear what your opinion is because they've decided uh-huh. i'm going well you can join me if you want if you don't oh well maybe you don't have a job so off i go <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that's how they are and then very <laughs> can come off as, as arrogant because of that so Steve they need off. to learn to listen to other people Steve and-
0: helps being that pioneer
1: Probably, yeah. I, I would say it's probably a great example of that because yeah. not listening to anybody else, don't care what anybody else thinks. Right. Um, uh, somebody else who's a pioneer told, as a primary voice said, yeah, I will go into a dinner party and, and look for the people who are, and I was like, wow, I can't believe he admitted to this, the best looking and who he thinks will be most interesting mm-hmm. and start a debate with them. Just for the fun of debating intellectually with them, yeah. Uh, wow, that I would never do that, but that's not my primary voice. So, <laughs> so no. But but that that's what they do, just because it's it's fun to joust. and so we shall, and I will win because I know better than you. And, yeah. but you know, I, I say that with the arrogance, but it's also the, on the flip side of that, it, it's that confidence.
0: I've that, known a couple of those. What was the percentage of the connectors again? I'm sorry? The percentage of the connectors?
1: The connectors are, they're um, uh, like at a 20%. It's it's not very high, it's between 15 to 20%. So I apologize, I don't exactly remember the number. Of course, they should all add to 100.
0: Yeah, right. Um, you know, I mean, looking at this, I could, I could name so many people as you're going through the list and, and I've known a lot of pioneers. I seem to be drawn to them. Um, because I'm certainly a nurturer, but there's uh, something about me. That's, I think a bit of a, a creator. Too. Oh, I can see the possibilities you know, I, I know it can work and we could get this person and that person and it can serve this and it can serve that. But when it comes to the building blocks, the actual, you know, um, uh, the guardians you know the what i call the, the gold people give me the plan stick to the plan i'm going to follow the plan don't change the plan right and, and then i'll know exactly what to do and how to build this right um but don't deviate from it So, but yeah it's very very interesting when you look at this and it's think like it's know your own strength where you fit in and what you need in all of these other people to really kind of create the whole picture so that really there is, again, all of those points of view out there because they're all very necessary, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. Together, they make a very effective team. And like I said, we, we float typically between two that are our natural place to be. And then we learn... We learn typically a third or a fourth one because necessity, either our roles in our jobs, schooling or whatever, something taught us. This is the nature versus nurture. You know, the nature is, we definitely have one that's very strong. We nurture kind of the second one because it feels comfortable and they seem to get along pretty well and serve us well, we think. And then we learn the third and fourth one. And then sometimes we just, choose as we were going through that but depending on the situation which one do i need to be today which one needs to be the most predominant for the situation right and utilize that and that's the mature person who does that and realizes yeah i, I can't be i can't be the pioneer all the time i i, I need to be the nurturer which is gonna be really really hard for me or i need to find a nurturer yeah. to teach me how to be more nurturing yes and blend that And because it does make us more productive and it does make make us more effective, both personally with our influence and our ability to understand and reach other people and understand what what it's like to be on the other side of me. So if I am a connector, I don't, and I'm a sense that I'm working with somebody who's like a creative, I I slow down, meaning not in my speech, but I slow down the pace at which I say we're friends. I won't say it in the first five minutes. I will wait until the end of the hour or something like that before I, before I even say we're friends because I know otherwise I put them off. And so I need to, I need to temper that, but I have to understand that first in order to do it.
0: I know that, you know, what I like very, very much is guardian. um, Because I have great ideas and I see how it's going to serve other people, and I see you know exactly you know where the benefits are, but the structure of putting it together is always my weakest point. So and that's I need more guardians around me, but I keep <laughs> I keep attracting more of the nurturers and the visionaries and even the pioneers. You know, so.
1: well, and that, that's an interesting point because um, what I what I encourage people to do too is make it part of your hiring process. Yeah. Because you know now, or, or you you sense that you have this gap, and I need more people that are guardian, I need them on the team because of what they bring, because of the structure and all that, so that ad- ad- admission, and then bring them on to the team, make sure they feel comfortable, because they are yeah. going to be the ones who ask a lot of questions. And if, and if everybody is more strategy, they're going to go, what? Why did you hire this person? Why? Because they keep asking questions. It's it's as if they don't get it. They don't get where we're going. They don't get what we're trying to achieve. They're an anchor instead of, you know, a a wind beneath our wings type of thing. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. because they just want to make sure the wings can support the weight.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. You do need that, most certainly. Um, You know, I think having a good nurturer as a second or close third, in the in their persona would be good because otherwise I find guardians don't get at all what the nurturers are saying it's a different language altogether so I think if they do have that you know as a very close in their personality trait then that that means that they actually do get what you're saying and know how to do the building blocks
1: yep exactly exactly
0: so we've got to be more mindful I mean you know we you know, in business, we align with people. And of course, for solopreneurs, what we do is joint venture with people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we affiliate with people. And you know, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do that. And then you realize, well, it's you doing all the work. Uh, or, you know, this person has got 20 million connections and not paying attention to yours. So we really do need to ask more questions. And we really need to do a little bit more background as to, yeah, you see the idea but can this person and, and the people around them and your people, is there a cohesiveness there that you actually can make it happen?
1: Yes. Especially, it's a great point about solopreneurs uh, partnering with other solopreneurs or partnering with you know, people that have teams because you can feel like you're taking advantage of depending on what your voice is. So if you are the guardian of the relationship, like wait, I'm doing all the work. What are you doing? What are you contributing contributing to this? And then you create a friction unnecessarily. And and it it should be part of the, I'm gonna say the feeling out process of the partnership. So not just the idea, but what do we think our roles are? What are we bringing to, what's our intent with this? Obviously it's to make money. So let's move that to the one side because that's always to joint venture from a business standpoint. But what are we each supposed to contribute so that we're clear and not create unnecessary misunderstandings later? Yeah. Because if yeah. I'm the if I'm the scaling person and I'm supposed to create process and structure, okay, that takes a lot of work. Yes. And most people don't like to do that to your point. They don't like this eh, it's too much. Nope. Thought, okay. When you hand it to me. <laughs> but others. And that person's probably not good at marketing because a connector is more likely going to be great at at that type of sales and marketing. So is that what you're bringing? Okay, great. Then I will stay out of that. I will give you my opinions. Then I'll stay over here. And and it's not that you, it's so that you collaborate more effectively.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't a dominance. Yes. Right. Because that's where
1: causes friction, Right. Yes. And that you play to each other's strengths and recognize why we're working together is not only to make money, but we balance each other out.
0: Right. You know, and again, it's, yes, obviously money is something necessary because you need the fuel in order to keep whatever you're doing going. But I think, you know, especially as a nurturer, it is always driven about who benefits from this and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, who benefits from it. Society, Rather than money, and then you know, if you've driven, got people driven by the money side of it, um, you might just kind of be at odds there. So it's you know, as we do with any business, right? We have to have a due diligence. We have to know whom we've committed to working with, or before we commit to that, just a little more background on it. Is is there? We may see a vision, but is that does that mean you actually can work together?
1: Exactly. Especially long term, because yeah. most of us are pretty good at, at, at faking it for at least an hour or two. <laughs> but beyond that,
0: yeah, yeah. And you know, I think, um, nurtures. We always want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, I really love the vision. Yes. I really love this person. Yeah, let's give it a try. And how many give it a tries have I done <laughs> to find out that we're not really on the same page, right? But it's like we're always like benefit of the doubt. So yeah, sometimes I think we need to be a bit more discerning. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh, So the percentages, so, um, a a guardian is 30%. So I'll read them for you. Nurture is 43%. Creative is 9%. Guardian is 30. Connector is 11. And the pioneer is seven.
0: So creators were 11. Did you say
1: creative were nine, nine Uh connectors are 11.
0: And the nurtures were forty-three. Yes. Excellent. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will go. Well, what you know? What does this really matter in business? You either got it or you haven't. And that you know, no. You know, it's it's um, every single thing has layers, and just because this ingredient and that ingredient sounds good doesn't mean they need to go together. If they do in smaller percentage and not a dominance. And you know, we, if we really want to be successful in anything we do, we really need to know who is around us and are we complementary to each other? Can mm-hmm. we collaborate together? Are we willing to actually look at that person's expertise as their forte and listen and learn? And you know, for a lot of personas, it means you've got to step back and let other voices come through and encourage other voices to come through. And if we really want to be successful, I think, in the new world of business, this type of thing is something that's really necessary in business for leaders to know, for uh, admin to know, for HR to know. They just hire people from the piece of paper. But, you know, it's time them. are they the right personality trait? Is there an imbalance amongst the people you've got? Do you need more guardians than you need nurturers? And make sure that you do have a good balance there so that there is that collaboration and not friction.
1: Absolutely. And and you know, you started this conversation by saying because where people are happy in their business and their their job, it so translates over yeah. to our customers. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And if you look at those percentages that I just read to you, that's of the population. Yeah. So that means the pioneer is going to be disconnected from 43% of their customers. Yes. So you yes. do need, you need the voices, you need it to be heard because the nurturers are speaking on behalf of almost half of your customer base. Right. Potentially.
0: We all yeah. want to feel good either with, I mean, look at, you go to a restaurant, the food may be good, but it came out later, their service was surly. You know, the place was tardy. You couldn't get that glass of water that you've been asking for for seven times. doesn't matter how good the food is. You're not going to go back. So the ambiance may be good, but the food might be off that day. And it's okay, okay, that's fine. I really loved how they made me feel. I'm going to go back. So that's the same with business. If you make your customers feel heard, that you're paying attention to them, and that everybody's, you know, out there to please you, and they're not doing it resentfully or robotically, they're doing it because they really do care. That is going to lead to loyalship of people coming back to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. It's it's how you create a raving fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Your employees become ambassadors of your brand. And the the customers just become raving fans. They just start telling everybody, oh my gosh, you have to try this. Right. even if even if you're not in in the market for this, you should just experience them, right? because yeah. back to your point, you need to experience this. like why do I need to experience it? Trust me. just 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 go buy something stupid just to see how they treat you because yeah. you you'll never want to go anyplace else. you know.
0: I've done a lot of careers in my life and they've all been extremely interesting, but I've been doing podcasting now for nine years. And I finally found my groove. I'm an advocate by nature. I love promoting people who are doing great things that are going to serve humanity, serve us as a society, because I think we are the problem, but we're also the solution. And Mm -hmm. if each and every one of us could take ownership for who we are, why we are, and what we're contributing, where we're contributing it, how we're contributing it, we would have a much more even keel society and uh so i'm a huge advocate for people like yourself who are putting forth these wonderful practical um solutional and easy way of of getting a good teamwork around there so that the company can have balance so thank you for doing what you're doing
1: well well thank you and thank you for being that advocate thank you for being the connector in this situation because it's fantastic we, we need that, right? We need the voices. We need the evangelists to, to go out and say, this is a good thing. It's not all about the bottom line ROI. Yeah. Although this could be tied to that. If push comes to shove, that can be done. It can tie numbers always. Yes. Um, but this is about the experience. This is about the feeling. This is about making sure everybody has a place and is heard and valued in where they are, not just by title, not through entitlement, Mm. Not by, you know, religion, creed, color, race, any of that. It, it's just right. just being. From the and heart and soul value. of us,
0: right? The heart and soul yes. of us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and, and just look at, you know, how we can, we're so capable of stepping up for one another during a crisis or during a time of need or even during a time of celebration. And then we seem to go back into division. How about we kind of keep that momentum going? of being there for each other. Yes. I mean, what a difference it would make to society. And we wouldn't have half the problems that we have out there if we just cared for one. It doesn't mean you have to always agree or you have to always buy into what that person's doing, but just simply care. So there's, yeah. there's most certainly the nurture screaming at you. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that's true. I would guess you to be a nurturer connector one or the other is in charge, depending on the situation. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you've got me there. Absolutely. I <laughs> definitely relate, but nurturer most certainly. And sometimes it's painful to be a nurturer because we mm-hmm. do care so much and we don't understand why other people can't. So as a nurturer, for us to actually understand, you know, all those other people helps us to understand, well, they're not like us, but how can we ignite that heart in them that mm-hmm. they can actually you know, really feel what they do and feel good about what they do because of the impact of what they're doing.
1: Yes. That's amazing, isn't it? That anyways, not it it's fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll call it um, cheerleader, not not to diminish it, but so mm-hmm. many of us need that. Mm-hmm. We need somebody in our corner going, "Yay, look what you did today!" Yeah. Not a particip- not a participation medal, but literally celebrating you for being you, that you have achieved these things because. Too many of us, I think, just ignore it. Take it for granted. Yeah. They're, they're it's like thank it you as and as please, it isn't it? Yes. You know,
0: you know, thank you and please. It's just respect. And I think by acknowledging other people, even, you know, on a bad day, just being there for them. You know, how many times you go to get a coffee and the poor barista is just, you know, having a day. And you acknowledge that. Having a bad day. And, you know, they kind of achieve this, and you say, yes, And you go, I hope it gets better for you. <laughs> Take a deep breath. It's going to get good for you from now on. And that can just change the whole tone of their day. And how hard is it to do?
1: Just a simple Mm acknowledgement.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I would inject people with a great deal more caring. But anyway, (laughs) 43%, I'm happy with that percentage. (laughs) We've got (laughs) to ignite even more of those. Will you tell people of what you're offering people, how to get hold of you and all of that?
1: Yeah. So the easiest way is just to um, email me directly. If, if you like to consider, continue the conversation, Brenda at inspiringcompanyculture.com. That is also my website. My company name is www.inspiringcompanyculture.com. Um, and you can, if you're interested in to find out what voice order you are, just reach out to me, and we can make that happen. And it's a pretty. Um, if you have engaged it through, haven't engaged it through this conversation, you probably have a good idea of like ah, I'm at this or that. I think of this or that. Um, there's actually an, an assessment tool that I can provide access to for you, that um, will do it. It, it. it runs you through a series of questions and then supplies you actually with uh, videos afterwards to say oh this is oh this is me this is what it's like to be on the other side of me and here's some leadership insights and takeaways most of that i've shared with you today but it goes in depth and yeah. clearly it, it never hurts to repeat
0: no because uh, no, repeat- yeah, repeating helps master it the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: repeating the content helps master it but uh yeah. certainly that you know,
0: it's, it's the whole title of the show is, you know, know yourself to know your leadership, you know, and that is it is that like, what are we leading? Are we leading angst? Are we leading doubt? Are we leading insecurity? I mean, when we know the strengths of our personality, of who we really are, then we know I can step into this confidently because it is who I am. It's what I'm, it's my chemistry of what I'm made up with. And this, I can speak from this. It's, it's almost like there's your permission to be mm-hmm. who you really are and not try to be someone else and to say you know um, I hear you I may not get what you're saying but I'm going to listen and I'm going to ask you questions so I understand and mm-hmm. I think that's another thing people are so afraid I don't understand what the hell they're saying but I'm not mm-hmm. going to ask the question yes. and I think it's okay and everybody should feel okay if it's somebody says I don't get it I'm going to ask a question so that I can understand because ultimately we want everyone to understand what
1: it is we're trying to say. Exactly, exactly. And don't add a disclaimer. This is a stupid question, but just ask the question. Because if you have it, there's at least one other person. Yeah. And depending on how big the audience is, probably 20 other people who have the same question. Yeah, exactly. That was a really good question. I'm glad you asked that. Thank you for being brave. Is what they would say yeah. if they had the stage.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, and and uh, don't get pissed off if if somebody doesn't get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, if you mm-hmm. say, you know what, I'm um, I'm very happy to meet up with you later and have a conversation. You know, uh, if it looks like it's maybe getting a little out of control, um, but most certainly don't make the
1: person feel small. That's right. And don't berate them. And, yeah. and certainly um, provide feedback that is helpful and celebrate the wins publicly.
0: Yeah.
1: Provide the opportunities for learning um, cautiously in public. So what I mean by that is, as you said, don't berate them. That's yeah. exactly it. Don't make them feel a little in front of the team. That's not the point um do that private no don't don't make them feel little but you know give them that type of feedback privately but bring lessons learned to the group so flip it around and say well let's talk about lessons learned let's use yeah. that as a case study what do you all think
0: right right and you know even if you feel that you're not getting across they say you know can somebody help me here i'm trying to get a point across but i'm tripping over my own tongue and um, mm-hmm. i'd love some feedback of what you think i'm saying Yes. Right. And then other people can kind of come back with, well, I think you're saying this. Are you saying that? Yes, I am. But that and then then it opens up to the conversation. So there's so many ways we can do it. That is invitational rather mm-hmm. than confrontational. Yes,
1: absolutely. We, we have enough confrontation. We don't need oh. to add anything else. <laughs> no.
0: no, definitely not. Don't want to see that anymore. It's enough is enough. Let's get productive. Let's understand that we're all contributors every single one of us in in our own lives and the lives of others. And it's just step up into who you really are, be who you are confidently. As I say, learn your beautiful instrument, learn how to play it well and join the right orchestra. Cause that's mm-hmm. when you're really going to create harmonious music. Right. Wilson. Well <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing today. I've loved every minute of this. This is right up Thank my God. street. I think as every business needs it, you know, uh, and it really, when it comes to the hiring, most certainly understanding who everybody is and are they going to compliment everyone else? Because you do want a right balance of everyone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, oh, I really like you. You'll be great. But are they the right fit? Keep them as a friend. You know, maybe <laughs> right. they're not the right fit for your business. And and just, you know, take a little step back. Ask them if, if, to go through what you're doing, just so you can get an understanding. And then Put the right people together, because when you do, that's when your growth
1: really happens. Absolutely. agree 100%. And thank you for having me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. It's been a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed. Obviously, I enjoy the topic because it's my passion, but yes. I've also enjoyed the conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Appreciate oh, My it. pleasure.
0: Very much my passion, too, as you may have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, again, it comes all up to us, each and every one of us, you know, know thyself, you know, and what are we bringing to the world? Don't expect the world to owe you. It's what are you contributing? Because when you step up in your own beautiful gift, then you become a part of that equation, that collaboration that then becomes part of a solution for everything else in life. So know who you are. Reach out to Brenda. Your site again?
1: It's um, <laughs> Brenda at inspiring
0: There you go. Reach out, take it, discover who you are. You're going to be flawed. You're going to be excited. But one beautiful thing is there's a lot of clarification in it because you understand why you do and say what you do now and you don't beat yourself up for it. But you also know that maybe there might be a little refining I need to do here and just be willing to put in the work. So until next time, folks, we wish you well. Bye for now.